All right, so if you're clicking on this video, you're probably going through a breakup. And so first and foremost, I want to say that I'm sorry, and I know what you're going through. Breakups are something that make us incredibly confused around the time that they're happening, and then months later seem to make perfect sense, and maybe you might even agree with them. So if you're going through a breakup, this is going to be a good video for you to listen to, and we're going to try to achieve two things here. Number one is clarify why the breakup probably happened, and number two is what to do about it. So let's start with number one. And bear with me, because there's no way for me to predict why your particular situation happened, so I'm just going to talk about what I normally see. So normally, this is the scenario that I tend to see. You have two people who are dating for, let's say, two years. The exact number doesn't matter. It can be eight months, it can be six months, it could be ten years. But they've been dating for a period of time, and one or both people settled into the relationship. So they're hanging out, everything's great, but... Maybe the dates or the uniqueness or the novelty of the relationship has worn off. Simply put, you got comfortable. You got happy. And while that's great for a period of time, if we're not careful and we don't date our partner and perhaps we become a little too overly reliant on them for our own happiness, what tends to happen is that one or both people start to get a little testy. They start to pull away. And this isn't always going to happen, but you'll see it a lot of the time happening if you are in maybe the mid-20s. That's generally what I tend to see. And so you begin noticing some hot and cold behavior, some distance with your partner. Now, you are used to one set of behavior from them, and you're seeing a whole nother set of behavior happening now. So you're vigilant to that. And what tends to happen? You say, hey, something wrong, something I do. And they'll generally say, no, no, everything's fine. Or in other instances, they just come right out and say what's going on. And you have this moment of confusion if they don't. And you're thinking, okay, your behavior is saying that things aren't fine, but your lips are saying that things are fine. So I have no reason to doubt you. I'll just let this quietly fester in the form of anxiety. But then anxiety tends to win. You bring it up again and again and again. And what they weren't telling you during this time is that they were becoming increasingly frustrated because they were beginning to feel trapped and smothered in the relationship. Like I said earlier, this is the feeling of you maybe relying on them for your happiness and not having many things outside the relationship to focus on that can build up that happiness, that can make you happy. This can be things like hanging out with your friends, uh, maybe going to the gym, having a routine outside of your partner so you can get some space from them because space is where love grows. And I think for most people, they think, well, no, you spend time with them, right? That's how their connection gets stronger. You want to think of this as water and sunlight if this is a plant. And so if water is closeness, sunlight is distance. And if you have too much or not enough of either, the relationship won't thrive. So your partner's been feeling trapped and smothered, and they either did communicate or maybe they communicated poorly, or maybe they didn't communicate at all. And they're pulling away. You're not used to seeing this behavior from them, and so you're starting to get more and more anxious and probably doing things to get their attention or to return them to that baseline behavior that you're used to. Now, what does that do? Well, that kicks the relationship into overdrive because now they're feeling even more trapped and even more smothered, which is why most relationships tend to end. Now, finally, the breakup happens, and they'll say things like, it's not you, it's me, or I love you, but I'm not in love with you, all of these weird things that don't seem to make any sense, and what does the dumpy, the person who's been dumped, tend to do? Well, now they read into the exact words that their now ex said to them during the breakup. 
they beg and plead and say, is there any way we can work this out? Or they look for mind reading on websites like Reddit or YouTube or Quora. They're basically reaching out in any direction to reestablish that sense of closeness, that sense of connection, because that's the oxygen that kept the relationship alive. And we're panicking to get that thing back. In more extreme examples, you'll see people writing handwritten letters or doing grand gestures like showing up to their partner's work with a wedding ring and proposing on the spot. These types of things tend to make the breakup even worse, and so I would recommend not doing them if that's something you were thinking about doing. Now, that's why a breakup tends to happen. So part two was, what can we do about it, right? And the answer is, at least initially, nothing. And trust me, I know what you're thinking. What the hell, dude? A waste of a click. Why did, I, why did I bother watching this video? But when I say nothing, it's because I want you to consider what I just described in the first half. And if your situation is different, do me a favor and leave a comment down below and I'll get to that comment. But if you think about the scenario I described, the dumpy smothered the dumper to the point where the dumper wanted to get away from the dumpy, right? In other words, they felt trapped and smothered. And after a breakup, you want them back. I get that. But how is trapping them and smothering them even more going to help, right? It's like pouring gasoline on a fire. And you might immediately agree with the sentiment. Okay, fine, leave them alone. But how do I stop myself from reaching out? After all, they're all I can think about. And time feels like it's slowing down. So every day feels like a year. How can I stop myself from reaching out, checking their social media, wanting to know what they're doing, talking to their mutual friends? How can I stop myself? And there is a degree of discipline called for here, but the best thing that I've always found, and I think the answer that people have gotten tired of hearing, is the most truthful one, which is to work on yourself. Because what this does is a few things. Number one, it's taking this time, this, this immense amount of free time and sadness, and channeling it into something that's going to pay dividends back to you. Meaning even if your ex does come back, or even if they don't come back, you took this time, you took these emotions, and you used them for your own benefit. There was a purpose to this. You made the purpose. Now you might be asking, okay, fine. What should I work on? How, what does work on yourself even mean, right? And it's a personal question because what I think I need to work on for me might be entirely different than what you need to work on for you. So I think a little introspection is called for here and asking yourself, what don't I like about myself? There's a few things I could work on. Generally speaking, there are some obvious ones that tend to stand out. Things like going to the gym, talking with a mental health therapist, right? Taking basic care of your social needs, your monetary needs, your religious needs, your spiritual needs, etc. And just lining those up in a row and saying, well, what would be obviously healthy for me? What behavior could I change right now that would probably be pretty good for me? And during this time, you may think, well, I'm just doing it for my ex. I'm just doing it to win them back, but fine, whatever. Sure, at first, that's fine. You're going through a breakup and you should expect for a period of time, you're going to be sad. But as you grow and as you work on yourself, it becomes intrinsic because you begin noticing the actual progress. I don't think any reasonable argument against working on yourself can ever really be made. So I think it's always a safe thing to do. And in regards to no contact, let me be blunt with you. There's a lot of really, really toxic advice on YouTube and on the internet in general when it comes to breakups. There are some people who think that you need to play games with your ex. There's some people who think you need to ignore your ex. So I like to put out advice challenging that and trying to make relationships better as a whole, whether you're with the person or not. Because let's face it, this is not the last relationship you're ever going to be in in the event that they don't come back. But you do want this person back. And you want them back in such a way where it's healthy and it will last. 
And so the best possible thing you can do is communicate openly and listen once they've communicated. And if they're breaking up with you, it means I need some space from you right now. I am pushing you away. I'm pushing the relationship away. So giving them time to miss you, giving them time to think about what life is going to be like without you, that's the best thing you can do. The main reason that people don't tend to like no contact is because it makes them feel powerless. It makes them feel like, but if I'm not talking to them, they'll forget me. If I'm not talking to them, I can't convince them that this is a bad idea. But we're not playing a game of logic, and this isn't a courtroom where the best, most logical argument wins. This is people's emotions, and emotions need time. And time is always on the dumpy's side, every time. Because how you feel after a breakup immediately is really bad. And then what happens? Time goes by, you start to feel better. The dumper, they feel a lot better right away because the burden is off their shoulders. But after some time, they get to see the consequence of their choices. I've been doing this for many years on YouTube and people will often ask me questions they know there's no way I can answer. So let me set the record straight here. I have no idea if your ex is going to reach out. You know that, I know that, but what you also know is that nobody knows if and when they're going to reach out. Nobody knows what they're thinking. And beware people who tell you they do. But if you take this time and focus on yourself and stay in no contact, no matter what happens next, you win. I hope this video was helpful. If it was, do me a favor. Subscribe, hit like, leave a comment, and thank you for that. I do personal coaching, and if you want to come work with me, my website is thelovechat.net slash coaching, and it's in the description down below. Give yourself time. You got this.